Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are almost at the conclusion of the book of Jonah. We're now in chapter 4, looking at verses 1 through 3 in the God's Word translation. Jonah is an unusual preacher. He is not pleased because most preachers would be pleased if an entire congregation repents. But Jonah wasn't. There was something about the whole matter that displeased him. And this was very strange that Jonah was very upset at the success of his preaching. Note Jonah's intensity because the language in the original Hebrew is strong. Let's listen to God's word. I'm reading Jonah chapter 4 verses 1 through 3 in the God's word translation. It reads, Jonah was very upset about this and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord. Lord, isn't this what I said would happen when I was still in my own country? That's why I tried to run the Tarshish in the first place. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, patient and always ready to forgive and to reconsider your threats of destruction. So now, Lord, take my life. I'd rather be dead than alive. Again, this is Jonah chapter 4, verses 1 through 3 in the God's Word translation, which gives it the title, The Lord Has to Remind Jonah About His Mercy. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am the host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Please like and follow. Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. And I'd like to give a shout out to A-Train Sports Talk. And I want to share their brief promo. This is Anthony Smith, host of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. And when I'm not doing my own podcast, I'm getting encouraged by Five Minutes in the Word of God. That again is Jonah chapter 4, verses 1 through 3 in the God's Word translation. In this section, Jonah is complaining. He's not complaining because he preached and no one listened and no one changed. He's complaining because they did change. The repentance and salvation of the people of Nineveh is so painful to Jonah that he would rather die than think about it. And he also states that this was the reason why he fled the call in the first place. Not out of fear that they, that, um, they wouldn't come to, you know, to adhere the, um, the prophecy, the words from God, or that he would be ineffective. He feared that he would be effective. Jonah was angry because God granted repentance to the Ninevites. And these were the enemies of Judah and Israel. The Assyrians were enemies of Judah and um, uh, Israel. So he was upset that God, you know, is saving his enemy. Jonah wanted God to bring judgment upon these people because he hated them. Not because God hated them, because he hated them. And that's human nature. As we look at things in our lives where... People have hurt us, and we just want them to hurt too. 
and so I guess that's how Jonah felt. These people don't like me. I have come here and I have preached deliverance to them. I have, you know, uh, set them free from their sins. I expected them to not repent. I expected, well, I knew God was going to forgive them if they repented. But, you know, he says, oh, God, I knew this was going to happen. You could have sent someone else, basically. He begins to justify himself in fleeing from the presence of the Lord when he was first ordered to go to Nineveh, for which he had uh, before with good reason condemned himself. Lord, he said, was uh, not this what I said when I was in my own country? Did I not foresee that uh, if I went to preach in Nineveh that they would repent and you would forgive them? And uh, Jonah wanted to know, why did God expect, um, you know, him to go to do something that was like, I know you're going to save them anyway. So he said, why did you expect, uh, why did he expect God to do anything different? He knew God was going to spare Nineveh. He knew that God is a gracious God and that he's slow to anger and great and has and of great kindness. And he doesn't want to do evil to anyone. He wants all to be saved. And all of this is true, but it's just strange that um, instead of praise and joy for bringing a sinner to repentance and salvation, uh, Jonah makes it a matter of reflection upon God as if it's an imperfection on God's per, uh, part, uh, imperfection in his divine nature, that he would be um, gracious enough and merciful enough to spare a sinner who has turned from his sin. And even us as parents, even those who are parents, when a kid, when our child um, apologizes for things they've done wrong, we, um, we spare the rod. <laughs> we don't, you know, once they've said, Mom, Dad, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. You know, once they've done that, then we let go of that anger. We let go of it. And that's what God did. He did not have to punish them because they brought, you know, they brought the uh, the matter to his throne. They fasted. They uh, put on sackcloth and ashes. They made their word and their walk um, effective. And, you know, they showed favor in what they did to they didn't just say that we're going to change they changed so god uh, jonah's like uh, god take my life uh if none of us must live let me die rather than see thy word and mine disproved rather than see the glory of israel transferred to gentiles and that's only because they hated the assyrians and it um it's acting as if God doesn't have enough grace for the Jews and for Gentiles. And we know he does because his grace saves us. We're not Jewish, but we are saved by his grace through the blood of Christ. Jonah, Jonah is, um, let me get to the end of this. Jonah... Jonah, Jonah labors to a good purpose, saves a great city from ruin, and yet wishes that he may die as if, as if having done good, he's afraid of living to do more.
when Jonah was brought alive out of the whale's, out of the fish's belly, he thought life was very valuable and was thankful to God. But now that he saved a great city, he thinks it's a burden and he wants to be eased of it. And it's better for him to die than to live. Heaven forbid that that's the kind of preachers we are. We preach the gospel, we tell, we share the good news, and then we get upset because God's word is accepted in a person's life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Even as we read this unusual uh, section about a preacher who is upset because a people repents, even though the people are an enemy of his people, you are not just a God for the Jew. You're a God for Jews and Gentiles. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that came to, and that was shed to save us all. Father, right now we thank you for our new Supreme Court Justice. And we pray a prayer hedge around her. Katanji Brown Jackson, we're praying that you cover her with uh, wisdom and knowledge. Give her compassion. Give her understanding that surpasses all knowledge in the name of Jesus. That's what Solomon says. And I'm praying, get it, pray for uh, wisdom, pray for knowledge. And that's what we're praying for on her behalf. God, we're praying that for our the leaders in the countries where there's conflicts right now. Give them wisdom. Give them knowledge. Give them understanding. Give them compassion, Father for the blood of all the people, the innocent people that shed because of so much hate. God, we are praying for the Ukrainians. We're praying even for the Russians. We're praying for conflicts in other places that aren't played out on the TV every day as this one is. Father, we're praying for conflicts in our homes, conflicts in our places of business, in our houses of worship, conflicts wherever they are. Bring peace out of chaos, Father, in the name of Jesus. We're praying and thanking you in advance because we know that you can hear and you do hear and you can and will answer. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.